Hello and welcome to CIO Leadership Live. I'm Cathy O'Sullivan, Editor-in-Chief for APAC for Foundry's flagship enterprise brand, CIO and CSO. In our last episode for the Australia and New Zealand region for the year, I'm delighted to welcome my colleague and fellow CIO 50 judge, Linus Lai. Linus is Chief Analyst for ANZ for IDC and also heads up the digital business trust and services part for APEJ. Hi, Linus. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Cathy. I'm so glad to join you and uh, happy holidays to you. I hope you're going to get a good break at the end of the year. Oh, hopefully, hopefully. Well, look, there's a lot to get through before that. So tell us, um, IDC has released its 2024 study with, of course, the top 10 predictions for digital business strategies. Can you share with us what are some of those findings? Well, Kathy, it's really interesting because, you know, six out of our 2024 new set of digital business predictions are actually predicated on, guess what? Generative AI and AI in general, right? Because it's been such a topic for the year and it's having such a large impact on the business and obviously IT spending as well that we've, you know, put in quite a lot of thought into what's the impact of AI everywhere, right? As it you know, translates into digital business outcomes. I just want to walk through maybe one or two and just give you a highlight of where we think uh, organizations will be diverting their focus on. Like I said, a lot of it tends to be in the area of how generative AI can help to, you know, not just improve on productivity, right, and efficiency, but also in the ability to drive new digital business models. So one of our predictions, in fact, our first prediction is that in the longer term by you know 2027 we think that ANZ enterprises would have been able to master the use of generative ai to you know co-develop new digital products services or even experiences right leading to double the revenue growth against their competitors so we're now starting to think about industry use cases that go beyond right worker and task productivity or even business function productivity. So I think that's one of the key things that most enterprises are very excited about. They're obviously laying their foundations right now and into 2024 as well uh, to be able to govern the use of these models and obviously (laughs) to ensure data privacy and security as well. Um, the other one I really wanted to talk about was, you know, how in the spending side of things as well, we think that spending on digital technologies will continue. If you look at IT spending in general, uh, it's been a bit of a low year relative to other years uh, this year, as you had in, can imagine. But we think that spending in 2024, right, just next year, on a market segment that we call digital business technologies, right, is going to grow at nine times the economy in 2024. So by all accounts, if you look at economies in Australia and New Zealand, I think we're tracking about maybe at most 2% GDP growth. Uh, We're actually predicting that spending on certain segments of technologies uh, will actually grow at nine times that. That's about 18% growth in 2024. So can you imagine that if you just, you know, carve out your market niches and if you look at very specifically where digital technologies can help, um, you can bet that the budget is going to be um, much higher than you'd imagine. 
Great to hear and certainly sounds like a lot more uh, positive vibes happening for 2024. So just widening that outline as what are you seeing then in terms of areas for investment for IT decision makers? Is cybersecurity still up top in terms of spending priorities? Oh, yeah, for sure. Cybersecurity is like number three right? when we look at it from a business perspective. So we actually run two surveys. We run the C-suite survey and we run the IT, the CIO surveys. And from a business perspective, which is the C-suite surveys, cybersecurity is, you know, third. but guess what? <laughs> Generative AI is number one. Enterprise automation, number two, right? So very, very large focus, right? On how enterprise automation together with generative AI can play a role. And this includes low-code, no-code technologies as well. When we ask the technology leaders, the CIOs, yes, you know, cybersecurity ranks like number two, right? But cloud, you know, and having the right data platforms and investing in optimizing and operating cloud to support, right, some of these business initiatives is still very much high on the agenda because they play a very large supporting role, right, in the platforms. So I'm glad you mentioned cloud because it has been quiet in terms of what we've been hearing about cloud. And indeed, earlier this year, the forecast of the growth in public cloud in the market here in Australia and New Zealand dipped below 20%. So um, what, what do you think that means? What does this new phase of growth for uh, cloud services look you're right like? To say, you're right to say it's a new phase of growth. Shock horrors, you know, we're now below 20%. But can you imagine, you know, uh, being in a vendor organization that's growing at 20%. Wow, that's like that's impressive, right? So as much as a shock is it as it is, it's growing less than 20%, it's still high growth, right? Uh, but you're right, it is a new phase of growth. We're seeing obviously as cloud matures in Australia and New Zealand. And remember, cloud was here a long time ago, even before, right? Um, Amazon launched its data centers back in 2012 and subsequently all of the cloud services providers as well, right? And all of these announcements that we're seeing of data center build and expansion in countries like New Zealand as well. We're entering a maturity phase because, you know, there's about 42% of spending on cloud right now. And in the past, you know, if we went into an economic down cycle, it would have been easy to hold off capital spending on infrastructure because you could always sweat the assets. You could always spend more on support services or maintenance services. Right now, when we're spending on cloud, it's very difficult to just switch it off, right? <laughs> You'll hear the complaints from the business, obviously. So we're actually, we're actually, you're right, we're actually entering into a very different phase of cloud right now. And it's one marked by you know cloud economics, so as you can imagine, it's all about optimizing, you know, our use of clouds, making sure that the right workloads are being used in the right context, right, in, and using the right services in a hybrid cloud environment. We're also looking at how FinOps has developed, right, over the last 12 months as a discipline involving the business, involving the finance managers and involving IT as well, right? as they seek to get more reporting capabilities from their cloud services providers, and also the right advice, right, from their system integrators and their partners, right, in order to use, right, these services much more effectively, right, and efficiently. So, you know, that's a, that's a new phase we're going in. Let's call it the teens, let's call it the, teen, the teens growth rates. 
Great. I love to hear it. And yeah, certainly a lot of hyperscalers, especially in New Zealand, uh, looking to expand their services here. So it should be an exciting space to look at in 2024. And so look, the Australia and New Zealand governments, they really do continue in that aspiration to be among world leaders when it comes to that global digital economy. Of course, we've got a new government here in New Zealand and across the water in Australia. We've seen, you know, new roles like the Minister for Cyber security with Claire O'Neill taking up that role earlier this year and launching the new cyber strategy. What do you think are some key things to watch in this area when it comes to governments and that global digital ambition? Well, I'm glad you brought up government because a large part of the spending forecast has to be predicated on government. Our spending um, forecast for Australia and New Zealand are about 5% or in New Zealand at about 6% next year. Uh, because we are also going, you know, coming down from a very low base in 2023, right? And that's both enterprise and government. In the government sector, uh, Kathy, the federal government particularly has been very slow with spending this year. We do expect some softness as well to continue on in 2024. Actually, uh, it was the private sector that actually drew, you know, uh, and actually spurred growth in particular industries like healthcare and uh, banking industries, financial services industries. But in the federal health, I mean, in the federal government space, right, um, there have been some pretty big challenges. They still are obviously undergoing tremendous modernization and transformation programs that they just need to soldier on and get through in the longer term. Uh, they do have obviously a digital first government blueprint and government plans as well. Uh, but they've been criticized, particularly here in Australia, for example, uh, for using too much contractors, right? And as a result, you know, they have to um, think about, you know, spending less, right, externally uh, from a services perspective. And they can do so by sometimes, you know, uh, hiring some of these contractors. But I think, you know, skills is still a big issue, as you can imagine, right? We talk, we talk about it a lot in our conversations on both sides of the, of the pond. And you can see that, you know, skills is actually, you know, without the right skills in government, you'll still need to outsource, you know, a lot of core critical capabilities as well. Um, but we'll start to see government start to return, I think, in 2025 onwards with federal government particularly. Um, as you know, that cycle washes through. Cybersecurity is one that, as you mentioned, obviously has a lot of focus in. Um, in Australia, the state spending as well um, is one that's particularly much more healthy, I think, from a growth perspective, at least, um, in pockets as well. So there are obviously going to be pockets of growth in, in government in 2024. Now, look, you've, you've spoken about this already, but look, Gen AI has definitely, without a doubt, been the, the buzzword of 2023. And you mentioned there, you know, that um, CIOs are looking at this in terms of investment priorities in the, in, in the months ahead in 2024. But what are you seeing in terms of overall preparedness for AI and Gen AI in the, in, in the enterprise? Well, the enterprises are pretty much engaged at this point in time. Um, when I was there in New Zealand uh, in the middle of this year, I could see an uh, enterprise starting to get ready for it, although it's somewhat lagging a little bit behind Australia. And I always noticed that in New Zealand, once it sort of like goes out of the gate, it just goes to gangbusters, right? And it just takes off. So I think we're entering into that phase already. Um, 
our research tells us about seven out of 10 enterprises are already doing proof of concepts or making plans right to ramp up their experimentation phase. Um, a lot of our research is telling us also that many enterprises who are now in the proof of concepts with many Gen AI capabilities are now getting new budgets, you know, and these are new discretionary budgets um, that have wasn't there before, actually. So we'll, we should see a pickup in 2024 with regards to spending on generative AI capabilities, just because these are, again, new discretionary budgets. While those who are starting on their journey and doing a lot of the experimentation right now uh, find it difficult to find new budgets still. So they're just sort of like, you know, trying to get budgets from other projects and other areas, right? But we know that once they start to mature and build those use cases, um, those budgets will start to come in as well. We think that they will make the most impact, obviously, in worker and task productivity, in business function productivity, in areas like finance, uh, HR, supply chain operations, right? And we think that in the longer term, all these low-hanging fruit on productivity and efficiency, like I said in the prediction, would then gravitate towards um, business impact in terms of new revenue, right? And new product services and experiences or new uh, customer segments as well. Yeah, it's exciting to think. D this time next year, Linus, when we catch up again, how far down the line it's going to be. I'm sure we'll uh, still be talking about generative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we will. Um, and hey, look, one of the, the the huge benefits that IDC has is that, you know, you have analysts all around the world um, and that you, you dig into many different areas. So is there anything else in terms of emerging trends that you think CIOs in this region should be paying attention to in 2024? Well, there's, there's a renewed focus on looking at core technologies as well, like core dig digital technologies uh, for the future as well. There's a lot of talk about post-quantum cryptography right now. Um, that's on the minds of many regulated industries because uh, they obviously need to look at how they can protect very sensitive data and information, right? Uh, with the advent of so much improvements over the last six to 12 months, right, in the quantum space. Um, so they're getting ready for um, what, we, what, you know, the industry would call post-quantum cryptography. We're looking at how uh, mixed reality or spatial computing or augmented reality, right, is going to be mixed with generative AI capabilities um, so that you could actually, you know, have a very interactive right um uh interface with your mixed reality signals you know and also have the type of applications that go along with it right um, we're starting to see also in this space um areas where you know data and analytics come into play together with generative ai so it's not just you know in most of the mature organizations who are using generative ai right now we tend to notice that they're also using interpretive AI and predictive AI in combination with generative AI to yield the best results as well. So in a nutshell, Cathy, I think it's not a singular technology anymore that's going to be, you know, you know have everyone's attention. I think it's going to be the combination of multiple technologies together 
that come you know and play in order to drive new capabilities uh, than ever before. So although some of them we know of and we have heard of and we've used for many years, like IoT, just imagine you know IoT mixed with AI mixed right with some of these new capabilities in um, augmented reality. You know, you could have uh, lots of new use cases. And that's where we think a lot of creativity is coming in for, for the tech industry. Fascinating. Well, look, we look forward to hearing more from you in 2024. Linus Lai, Chief Analyst for Australia and New Zealand for IDC. Thank you so much for joining us on CIO Leadership Live today. Thank you, Cathy, and happy holidays to you. And to you. See you. See you.